Welcome to the Attitude of Play podcast. We're going to focus on what lights us up and learn to cultivate the expectation that delight is possible in any moment. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Kimberly Wheeler. It's one of those cool spring days in the Northwest. It's warm enough to be outside. It's about 60. With the breeze coming off the water, it's chilly and it's cloudy. And I'm out playing in the garden and I'm having so much fun. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm a gardener who chooses plants by the cultivar. Heuchera. There are dozens and dozens and dozens of cultivar of heuchera. There's dozens and dozens and dozens of cultivars of hosta. There's dozens of cultivar of Japanese maples. And ever since I was a kid, when I collected things, I always wanted to catalog them. That was half the fun. I had a glass animal collection when I I started that when I was nine, I think. Nine or ten. And I had a list of all of them, and I, I organized them, and I set them in vignettes, and I arranged them, and it was just very carefully attending to how each one was different and beautiful in its own way. So with gardening, with few exceptions, I don't have repetitions of plants. I have repetitions of types of plants. I have dozens of Japanese maples. I've got, I love hosta. I love um, euchra. But I tend to only get one of each cultivar. It's like Ooh, there's that one. Ooh, there's that one. Ooh, it's like, you know, bonbons in a chocolate box. Um, each one a different flavor, even though they're all chocolates. So part of the joy is cataloging them, keeping track of them. The name tags, those plastic white strippy name tags that come with every garden center or the ones that are sitting in the plastic ones in the side of the pots, um, they're ugly as sin and they break and they are twisted the wrong way and you can't read them. So with my maples, I made them all garden jewelry. I made them all these beautiful little tags made out of glass slips with their names dremeled on, wrapped in wire and beads. And they're beautiful. I mean, each little tree has its own little own little piece of garden jewelry. Well, now I have just figured out, ouch, how to make garden jewelry for the heuchera and the hosta and the clematis and the jasmine. The, the ones where I have to stick it in the ground. I got some welding rod and I actually got this a long time ago for another project. I was going to do one of those um, yard ornaments that are these long wires with something hanging at the end that was going to dance gently in the breeze. Um, so what I got was, what do I have here? Um, R45, RG45, general purpose copper coated oxyacetylene gas welding rod. Um, got it at a welding shop and it's just the perfect stiffness. So I just cut those and made them into shepherd hooks to hold the garden jewelry so I can make the garden jewelry, um, act the actual tag the exact same way that I have been. And now I have these nice little copper shepherd hooks to hold them in hold them in the garden. I'm so I'm so excited to get rid of all the tags. 
I stick them in the dirt when I plant them because I don't want to lose track of which cultivar is which. I'm finally planting the garden. I became a passionately intoxicated first-time gardener in 1996. I was living on, oh, I think I already told this tomato seed story in the first episode. I was living on in a second-story apartment that year, and I got bit by this gardening bug. And my only option was to put pots on the stairs coming up to my apartment, and um, it was an outdoor stairs, and then I had a little tiny balcony just outside my front door. Fortunately, the only other person who shared my stairway was my neighbor who was very much into bonsai. So he was already very delighted and willing to walk around lots of pots and small wee things that need to be carefully um, walked past and enjoyed. So I dressed that entire staircase, my balcony, and all the way around um, almost to his Almost a, oh, I had sweet peas. That's right. Growing up in a, in the wall between us. Oh, I was so happy. It was so much fun. And then at the, here's, oh, here's this at the base of the stairs. Imagine this for a minute. It was a two story apartment building and it had one section and then it kind of notched out and had the other section. So it was actually more of a zigzag shape building. Um, and then the staircase came down and this was all on the north side. So on the north side of the building in total shade, there was an area about mm -hmm, 10 feet deep and about 20 feet long in total shade sandwiched between a staircase and the building. And by golly, I researched my full head off and I put a shade garden in there that was actually really spectacular. It was, I'm even looking, even looking back on it, that was my very first garden, but even looking back on it, I'm like so proud of what I did. It had hosta, it had Corsican mint, it had stepping stones and a nice little path to wander through it. It had um, a still bee and hosta and with sweet woodruff. That's where I fell in love with sweet woodruff. Um, it just flourished and it was beautiful. And now that I am a more experienced gardener, I realize that full dry shade is like one of the hardest types of types of gardens you can do. So it was a great way to start because it showed me that I can I can create beautiful spaces. So outside my kitchen window are all of these lovely new plants. It's kind of like the first garden that I'm really getting planted. So I'm super happy to be able to add these tags. Um, the other thing I'm doing is I'm planting, oh, no, I wanted to tell you how to make the tags. <laughs> I have these little tempered glass slips. It's from a, um, a place that sells jewelry, um, you know, jewelry things that, you know, people would like put something behind them and hang them as pendants, um. And I have these one and three eighth inch squares and they're tempered glass, which is important if you're going to use a Dremel on it. And I take a diamond cutting blade and notch the four corners just a little bit so that the wire will sit down in that groove as it winds around the outside edge of the glass slip. 
And then when I wrap the wire around all four sides at the top, I twist them together like a bread tie. And then I use the little tiny jewelry pliers to tighten that twist. You can't do it by hand well enough to make sure that it's going to grab that wire. The key to making this work when you grab that, when you tighten that twist, you got to get at least three twists on it in order to do it. Grab it at the top of that little stem. If you grab it at the very bottom, there's, it'll snap off. It, it stretches the, the wire that's going around the edge instead of actually twisting the, twisting the twist. <laughs> on the glass face, I get a diamond, a round ball diamond Dremel tool, and I just write the name of the cultivar on the slip. The beautiful thing about it, it's a clear glass slip. So once I've written on it, I can even read it from the backside. If it's if the light's catching it well and it just happens to be turned the other way, I can see through it and read it backwards. That's a definite advantage over those silly white tags. Oh, here, want to burp everybody. <laughs> She's such a lovely girl. She's a all-white, long-haired Turkish Angora kitty cat. And she is a queen bee if ever there was one. Yes, she is. She's a pretty girl. She's a pretty girl. She was, her first 18 months, she was living with someone who just finally had the courage to admit that, that they're not a cat person and that uh, she needed to go to a home where her fur and her catness would be well tolerated um, and welcomed. And she's stunningly beautiful. She's just, oh my God, she has a beautiful ruff. And these, her ears are pink. Um, her nose is pink. In fact, actually, they're not albino. They're just, um, they're not an albino cat because they have colored eyes. But their skin is very pale. And they can actually get sunburned if they stay out in the sun. And I've noticed that she really doesn't spend much time in the sun. I forget where I was going with that. I just got enchanted with her purr. <laughs> I wanted to share that with you. The bang, 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 like right there, you just heard. Um, my neighbor is having her siding replaced, so they're making headway. That's good. The white kitty's name is Khaleesi, and I spell it differently. I went to uh, Greece last year, and there was a spelling of Khaleesi, which was the original Greek name of uh, Santorini. And there was a clothing maker that I bought. a I bought a beautiful, long, yellow Grecian gown, and the label on it was Khaleesi, and it was spelled... Uh, Instead of the Game of Thrones way, it was spelled C-A-L-L-I-S-I, Khaleesi. And there's something so much softer about that that fits her. She had too much spunk. She got here. She didn't need any more warrior energy from the Game of Thrones spelling. She's so happy here. She's so happy here. With the cat fencing, they they have a full... 
Mm, they have a full half acre all the way over 360 around the house to meander and explore. And especially after this gets turned into gardens, it'll be even more hidey places. And Years ago, back in 2013, I went to Peru. And the place that we stayed was Wilca Tica... Um, not resort, um, what do you call it? Retreat. Wilcatica Retreat Center in Urubamba, Peru, down in the valley. And it was five acres of incredibly beautifully gardened space. It was gardened in all these little rooms, and each each little garden room was a different chakra color. So you could go around and sit within the portion of the garden that resonated with where you were that day. Um, but there was a blue um, throat chakra. There was a white crown chakra garden filled with lilies. Oh, it was just stunning. Uh, uh, solar plexus was all bright yellows and daisies and coneflower. Yeah, the, the rudbeckias. It was just beautiful. It really impressed upon me how powerful it is to create rooms in your garden paths that wander through with a little vignette and then you move through the path and you move, come to another vignette. I'm a master gardener for my county and for years we had uh, garden tours. I was the one who um, wrote the books, wrote the descriptions of all the gardens. I'd go around to the garden. Uh, it was really funny. It was so much fun. I would go to the each of the gardens Probably about two. I'd go in March, um, so it was usually kind of wet and soppy. But it was starting; you could see what what it was going to look like. And the owner would start to tell me about their gardens, and then about four or five minutes in, they would kind of forget what they were doing, and they would just be talking about their garden, and they would just be telling their associations with it. And this was the f- flower that my grandmother had, and oh my gosh, it was just. It was a joy watching them lose their lose themselves in the garden and talk about the beauty that they've created. After seeing so many different gardens, what really struck me was the were the ones who had a little vignette, a little room, a little alcove, a little side thing, a place to go, a place to sit. Right now, my lawn is. Well, it's 100 feet wide, and it's probably 40 feet, maybe 50 feet in some spots, to the shoreline. So it's basically a big rectangle in front. And that's going to become a glade of Japanese maples. I've already got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five are already planted. Um, I've sighted two more yesterday, so I know where they're going to go so excited I can't wait I have to hire somebody to help dig the holes because I I don't have the shoulders for it anymore Um, hopefully I can find the fellow who's come and dug some other holes for me he weirdly loves digging holes (laughs) I like to hire people based on what they really enjoy doing Um, if somebody's a handyman it's like yeah but what's your favorite part and then I hire them for that when I need to call them back And his answer was, you know, I am happiest if I'm just digging a hole, digging a ditch where I just am being physical and going at it and not having to think. (laughs) Um, 
So I'm very happy to have him come back and dig some more holes for the maples. Can you hear those birds? Not the truck starting up, the birds. Oh, yeah, that's going to go on for a while. They've got one of those scissor lifts over on the other side of the house for them to stand on. She's got a really, really tall house, so. Okay, I think that wraps this up for now. Thank you so much for listening. Oh my gosh, I hope you had fun. Focusing on what lights us up connects us with delight and awe, creativity and joy. This is where the juice and the magic of life is. As you move through the week, notice what kindles your sense of delight and do more of that. And if you'd like more, come find me on Instagram. You can find me at Kimberly Play of Light. You can see more about how I play and also about how we can help you find what lights you up. And I'll give you a big hint. It's all about the attitude of play. See you next time.